we're coming at you a little late. Uh, we uh, last week was kind of crazy. I was in a car accident, not nothing serious, um, but that kind of delayed, that kind of messed up my week. Um, David was not feeling good. David's actually not here with us again today. Um, but we're gonna have a guest on um, to talk some NBA basketball here in a little bit. One of our good friends, Nikki Manikovich. Um, just a reminder. Um, you can stream any of our previous episodes. We've got interviews with Jordan Bowden, Perry Orth, and some really good content. You can find that on all streaming platforms such as uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on YouTube now, okay? Like, to reiterate that, and we're, our sub count's pretty high, so go check us out on YouTube if you want to watch, watch us uh, and watch our podcast. Um, Mikey, quick announcement that I am excited to announce that in May – in May, sometime in May, maybe the end of April, but more than likely May, we're going to get J.C. Horn on the podcast, which I'm very, hey. very excited for. Uh, that's a huge name for us. So we, I've been reaching out to him recently, and um, he's still working on the injury from the ankle. Um, but he said around May when he's home, he, he is definitely willing to get on here with us. So we're excited for, to have J.C. Horn on the podcast. Just a heads up for everybody to keep a lookout for that. Um, but to get started, we're on episode 19. Um, wow, a lot of we've done a lot in 19 episodes. Um, so we appreciate y'all for sticking with us, and we just got a lot more in store. Um, quickly, we're gonna talk about a bunch of different stuff that's happened over the past couple weeks, uh, or over the past week, and even today with the Masters finishing up today. Um, but real quickly, we just want to first of all, from from that dance sports podcast, send our thoughts, prayers, condolences um, to the Haskins family and and everyone affected by that. You know, it's just it. You know, I don't want to sound cliche, but it really, it truly is sad. I mean, the guy, what is he? He was 24, correct? Yeah, Dwayne Ash was about to turn 25 in May. And, and for any, anybody, it doesn't matter how old you are or what you do, what profession it is, whether you're an athlete, whether it's just you're just an average Joe, at 24 years of, of age, it's, it's sad to see someone pass away. Um, I don't think there's too many details about what exactly happened, but not what's important. Um, Sending, like I said, thoughts and prayers out to them. I, from what I know from Dwayne Haskins, I, and, and it really seemed like he was turning himself around in Pittsburgh. That was a good organization for him to go to. Um, so it is really sad to hear that. Um, Mikey, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts because I know you are a Steelers fan. You didn't get to see much of Dwayne Haskins in a Steelers uniform, but, you know, I'm sure you have your thoughts on the whole matter. Yeah, just I follow a bunch of – I follow Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, you know, Mitch and all them. They were, they were obviously down in Florida – I forget what part, and he was there. They were all practicing, and it, it's crazy how you see them all practicing one day, and then the next day we get we get this tragic news of him of him passing away. And it, it is just as you said. I mean, twenty four years of age, and for to be that young and be a positive impact in the locker room. I mean, no one has any bad things to ever say about him. I mean, he he was a leader, and he wasn't even the starting QB, and that just shows what type of person he was. Um, it's just sad. And all uh, the Steelers players are heard and shout out to them. I hope they're doing okay as well. Especially Chase Claypool. We saw that his video on Twitter, he, he was hurting pretty bad. So it's, it's just sad. And I hope that, uh, that we can, the Steelers organization get through this and, and their families are going to be okay. But Adam Schefter, something I want to talk about, Adam Schefter for the about eighth time I can think has tweeted out something that should not have been tweeted out. He did it with Brady. He did it with Rodgers. He did it. He did it a bunch of times. He spoke about Dwayne Haskins' character, and it was totally, totally wrong. Because first of all, why do you talk about his character when this this man just passed away? And it doesn't matter what he's done on the football field um, at all. So 
Adam Schefter, I know we don't have a big following, but if you can hear this, you owe uh, Dwayne Haskins' family an apology, and you need to uh, get your shit together. But that's, that's all i got to say about Adam Schefter. But um, it's sad. I, it kills me to say that, but I hope uh, that his, his family is in good hands. Yeah, the whole Adam Schefter thing is weird because, you know, there's some really famous reporters, and, you know, he is a big name. But you got people like Ian Rapport, and you got people that like Adrian Wojnarowski and Jordan Yates. Yeah, they they report it quickly, but it's very accurate and very reliable. And Adam Schefter, we consider to be one of those people, but it's just now it seems like he's just just trying to to be the first person to break this news, yeah, and just say something. And I don't think he really thinks about sometimes and puts in it and, and puts a real thorough thought process into what he's actually saying because I, and he just I feel like he just wants to be the first person to report something, and which should never be the case when you're reporting someone's passing yeah like it, at that point it doesn't matter if you're first or not it like it, it doesn't matter it's someone's life and to dehumanize someone based off their football skills and what they've done in the nfl is, is ridiculous so i mean i'm not here to call anybody out but you know we do have a little bit of a platform so i felt like we should we should get on here and be like hey like we don't agree with adam Schefter. like he should at least apologize because at least all he did was delete the tweet and then tweet out something very similar to it, which is not okay. But well, I guess I won't get too. We won't talk too much about Adam Schefter because the real, the real story here is, is Dwayne Haskins. So yeah, and thoughts and prayers with him and his family. Um, and yeah, just very sad news. But um, so I hate to hate to transition from that, but I did want to be that would be the first thing we we addressed. Um, but anyway, we'll transition away. Um, so today, and by the time this recording drops i don't know how how many days it'll be from now but today at least in real time the masters finished up today um scotty Schefter uh played unbelievable um you know i'm i'm not gonna sit here and act like i know a bunch about names and 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 i'm and i follow golf and before we talk specifics about scotty Schefter and, and what happened today you know i just want to talk real briefly about just the masters in general it's such a special event like People like me, who I, I don't sit down and watch the PGA Tour for any random tournament. But when the when it's it's Sunday at the Masters, I mean, I was listening to it on the radio today. I mean, it's just something about that event. It's it's so special. The tradition, like they say, it's a tradition like no other, and it, that's the truth. Um, I don't. It's so polarizing for in the sports world to where even if you're not a big fan of golf, like the you know how big of a deal the Masters is, and you're intrigued. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. And I got I got a funny story. So my dad's from Aiken, South Carolina. Okay, so Aiken is. 30 minutes from Augusta. So I would be, when I was younger, I would be staying with my dad for the Masters weekend and we would go down to Augusta just to be around the atmosphere. Now getting a ticket to Augusta National is extremely hard. It's probably the hardest ticket in sports, as my dad said. Um, but so we, but we would just go down just being around the atmosphere. And it's so funny because on TV, I don't know, Mike, if you watch the Masters at all, but if you see on TV, yeah. it's like elegant and just beautiful scenery beautiful grass flower, all that stuff you it's like a wonderland and the funny thing is on the outside of augusta national now there's obviously there's a bunch of stuff on the outside but from my perspective as a kid i remember there's like the green fencing to where you you know like that's the outside of augusta national and there's like a road right by it and you're like oh the, the masters are in there and you look to your right on the other side of the road and there's just this huge massive hooters <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is awesome, and they make it they're, a big deal. They probably make so much money at Hooters because people are watching the Masters. You're hungry. You're probably a little intoxicated because you had a couple beers. Where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to the Hooters, and it's all old men that want to go to Hooters too. Dude, we 
so they make it a huge deal. They really take advantage of it. They have like John Daly out there every day. They have this huge tent attached to it with like a portable bar to where it's like bigger than the actual restaurant. So they have for more space. They bring it. I had friends that work at Hooters in like Myrtle Beach and I have one that works at Hooters in uh, Charleston and they bring in Hooters girls from all over the, all over. Yeah. The I know, I know a girl that actually worked uh, at that Hooters that you were just talking about. She got it. She got a Rolex from like an old guy Dude, who was yeah. drunk and handed her his Rolex because he was I, so drunk. So I'm a little kid. And, and so I'm not a little kid. I'm like 13, 14. But what my dad would do is my dad was a smart businessman here. He would rent out some, <laughs> rent some vans that could hold like nine, 10 passengers because the masters, you have people coming in from all over the place, like all over the world. So I remember well, the first year he did it, it was like a group of people from Australia. Okay. They came down, but obviously they need transportation and they're staying in Aiken. So it's a little cheaper and so there's more hotels in Aiken. And then they can, they will, so my dad was like the transportation service. And he would hire a bunch of his friends and they would pick the Australians up at the airport, take them to the hotel, take them to Augusta, do everything that they need. They were like their, their Uber basically. Um, so what my dad would do is they, all these Australians were rich. He would take them to Augusta national, drop them off. And then me and my dad would just chill at Hooters the whole day and just wait on them to come out from, from Augusta national. And then we would take them back. And it was so, dude, it was so, it, it was, that, that's I want to experience that being 22 years of age. Now I want to go experience that because like, I remember it was the year Adam Scott won. I think it was like 2013. And, he, and that was a really exciting Masters. And Adam Scott like hits his game. I mean, it was like a, a, a birdie putt that like it pretty much sealed the deal. And bro, that whole tent, you see beer flying in the air. Everyone's screaming, yelling. They, they take it serious down there. A bunch of old men, you're right. Everybody's in polos and khaki shorts and everybody's yeah. jumping up and down and crazy. So yeah, that, no. I'm telling you, that's, first of all, the Masters itself is on my sports bucket list. But that Hooters is also in there somewhere as well. And and it's crazy that we talk about the Masters now because if we're speaking to maybe an older audience or if we're speaking to a younger audience, you're like, who cares about the Masters? And five years ago, I probably would have said the same thing, right? You know, we're athletes in high school and and we're playing. And I I never really got into golf until I stopped playing sports my first year out of college. And now golf is like, that's that's how I keep myself sane. And also, you don't know about this yet because you've been playing – even you stuck out your college career. And so it's exciting to watch the Masters now. It's exciting to go play golf. And the one thing that just still baffles me till this day, because I've been playing golf for about a year and a half now, and I'm still really bad at it. Golf is by far one of the hardest sports, if not the hardest, um, at least to master. They shoot. When, they, when they're driving, they got people on their right, and they got people on their left. You shank it once, you are taking someone's head off. And I can speak from experience. I've shanked my ball where I did not think possible. And I've hit, like, so many things. If I'm at Augusta National and they say drive and there's people to my right and left, I'm, I'm hitting at least five people. And every time I watch, watch the Masters, it's crazy because I'm just thinking to myself, I would hit, like, 30 people right there just drinking beer. So it just speaks to the level of how, like, good these guys are, especially Tiger Woods. I mean, it was exciting to see that he actually came back. And he did, he did, he did fairly well. I mean, 14 months after that devastating car injury, he almost lost his leg in it, and he comes back. And he's had, like, five back surgeries. And for him to come back and play as well as he did, that was exciting to see. Then Roy McIlroy, obviously, with, with what he did, and I thought he was going to win. But shout-out to Scotty for, for taking it home. I mean, he played immaculate. I mean, well, what he did was insane. The touch on what you said with Tiger, I think everyone knew. Everyone was just happy to see him back out, out there. Yeah. He cared where he placed. He didn't care yeah. where he placed. I mean, he's a competitor, but at the end of the day, he, I think he finished, like, 11 over, which, I mean – it's not great, but at the same time, that's not the one. The point of it, you know, 
like you said, we, we just wanted to see Tiger play again. There's like a fifty percent chance he lost, he would lose his leg. There was a chance he died from that injury. And yeah. So for him to even be out on on the golf course and and performing, I mean, I remember after like day one or day two, I mean, he was under par. So yeah, it is it is that was really cool to see. And then the ending, you know, it wasn't a very exciting ending. Um, Scotty Schefter pretty much controlled it most of the way, and that's what I was impressed with watching him was he never. I mean, it, every once in a while he have a little hiccup. I mean, he played so consistent all four rounds almost. I mean, it was really, really impressive to see. Um, what really changed for me is he was going up against um, – God, why can't I – why am I missing his name? I think his name's Cameron Smith. Um, he was – he was the guy that was right behind him. And um, Yeah. I think it was Cameron Smith. I'm not – you might have to fact check me on that. But um, it doesn't – that's not the point. He was, he was trailing behind, and I remember at one point, it was after, after the second hole, um, he narrowed the gap to, like, he was only down by a stroke. It was like – Scotty was like nine under and, and Smith was like eight under. And um, I just remember he has a, a – he's chipping it. He hit a bad – he hit a bad uh, – he, he drove it like right outside of the green. And then he's chipping it, and, and I'm thinking, man, like he, he, Scotty might lose the lead here. Um, he chips it and, and freaking nails it. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then after – and that was only the third hole. But I remember sitting there watching. He chips it, nails it. I mean, he, he kind of got lucky because, I mean, it bounced off the flagpole and dropped in. But if that doesn't, I'm, I remember watching. That, I'm like, "Yep, it's over." I like it's over. I mean, after that point, I was like, "There's no way he loses this." And he just the rest of the day, man, was just parring, and he'd, he'd he'd stack up a couple birdies, but he just kept keeping par, and it was really impressive. And and he did, he definitely deserved it, and he, and he won by landslide. And to say what you had to say about Rory McIlroy, he, in my opinion, could be the best golfer in the world, one of the best ever. Thing with him is yeah. he can't get a full seventy-two holes together. That- that's his issue, and that's what I was going to come to is, is Scotty stayed consistent throughout every time he played, and Roy couldn't. He, Roy would either have a really good round and then a subpar round, and Scotty was just consistent throughout the whole course. And it's just crazy to see because that, that's what golf is. you got to just stay as consistent as possible. It doesn't matter if you get a birdie on one hole. You better be able to at least get a part of the next hole, and we saw that. If you couldn't stay consistent, you weren't going to win, and that's, and that's what Scotty did, and, and Roy unfortunately couldn't do that. But it was still spectacular to see. When Roy was on it, he was on it, and it was crazy to watch. I'm going to look up what he shot today because he shot Roy? – Yeah, he shot like uh, – I think, I think he broke uh, – or he's, he's tied in the record book for um, – Dude, he shot eight under today. Eight under, yeah, eight under 64, and only seven other players have done that. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was on it, and just watching that was insane. Dude, yeah, he – I remember watching him, like, dude, he was, he was on fire, but it's just too little too late. I mean, yeah. he started the day – I think he was, like, eight, nine, ten, seven, some strokes back. So, it's like, I mean, he was going to have to take a miracle anyway. But if he played half that well on Saturday, man, this is – because he still only lost by three strokes. Yeah, so, that's, the, that's the crazy part. Yeah, and – but – I, th- I think if Roy McIlroy can c- become consistent for four rounds, dude, no one's stopping him. I mean, he was on fire today. It was – I'm watching him eagle. I don't know what hole it was, but he, he had like two eagles, I think. I mean, yeah. he was on fire, man. Um, my dad said – I didn't get to see this because I had to go. Um, but when Roy was finishing up on 18, they said that he hit some crazy shot out of a, out of a bunker and nailed it. Goes crazy, goes ballistic, and then the guy—I don't remember who the guy was—but the guy behind Rory is in the same bunker, hits it, hits it again, like the exact same shot. They said 18 was going berserk, like the crowd was losing it at 18. Dude, that that would be such an experience to go to, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I, that's definitely my bucket list. And what's cool about the Masters too is I saw something on on Instagram. I remember my dad mentioned this to me when I was younger. 
dude, they don't like raise their prices for anything inside there. Oh, they don't, dude. Did you see like their sandwich is like a dollar fifty? Dude, apparently they have like some really good like pimento cheese sandwich and like egg salad. Yeah, the pimento cheese is what is like the the banger there. And dude, $2 I mean, domestic beer, two dollars. That's cheaper than here in Columbia, South Carolina, dude. I know. I mean, dude, come on. Have, if you have enough money to go to the Masters, you have a decent amount of money. So you're, you could have a time in there, man. That's what I'm saying. And I know, I know, dude, I know people are going to think like, dude, who wants to watch golf? Like the younger audience. But I'm telling you, once you get to that age where you're done with sports in your life, there's nothing more fun to watch the Masters because you just have such an appreciation for the shots they hit because you couldn't make those hits. Ever. I can never do that. I get one, two good drives when I go play 18 that go like 250 and they're straight and the rest are right and left and in the water. So I get to watch those guys and it, it, it makes me jealous, but it's, it's just so fun to watch. Dude. Well, the thing is too, they, I think a lot of people don't, don't necessarily care because they don't, under, one, they might not even understand how golf works. And two, they don't, I don't understand the significance of the masters. Okay? Yeah. It's one of the biggest, I mean, you could, it's definitely the top five of biggest sporting events in the world. It's like, it, 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 there's just no denying it. Um, and even if you're, I'm, like I said, I don't watch the PJ tour, but when the masters on man, and I understand like the significance of it, I'm not going to say that I sit there and watch every round on like on Thursday and Friday, Yeah, Sunday and Augusta and the final group, the final groups coming down the back nine. Like today was a beautiful day outside. And I mean, and it's somewhat close to that point. And it's like, man, there's just something about it, man. And just, I imagine being there is probably un. Real dude, that's definitely on my bucket list. I got to get to Augusta at some point in my life, even if it's just for a practice round. I gotta get to Augusta. Austin, you need to, you need to learn how to play golf a little bit so we we can go shoot. We'll make our own. Uh, I am so over. I am so bad, dude. I'm so I am. I, I can with, hit the golf ball, but I don't know where it's going. I went with my friends on a trip um, to Myrtle Beach over winter break, and we went to Top Golf, dude. I couldn't even hit it. I couldn't even get off the tee. I mean, we, I, was, I came in last. Keep in mind, we had like three, four girls in our group, all smoked me. I mean, and they, they don't play golf. I am so bad. I remember we were at your apartment in Columbia. We were trying to, you were trying to teach me how to hit a golf ball, and I just could not figure it out. It was awful. Yeah, dude, that's what people don't understand. People look at golf like, how hard can it be? And I was one of those people, like, way back in the day. I was like, dude, it can't be that hard. You're just, the, ball, the ball's not moving. You got your club, just freaking hit it. Whew. It is the hardest sport I've ever played. The hardest sport. I mean, I've been playing it for a year and a half. And most sports that I've played for a year and a half, if I wasn't good at it, I'd be able to get good at it to a certain degree. And this, and this sport, I'm still, I'm better than I was, but I'm, not, I'm still not good at all. It's, it's insane how hard this sport actually is. Well, my dad swears by it. He says, he tells his friends that I am going to be the most competitive golfer ever. And he says, I'm going to be the guy talking about like my swing or the shot I hit on some hole, like when I'm at a party, just and no one cares. I'm going to be talking about it the whole time. Cause he says that I'm so competitive but when I get older, you know, my body's not going to be able to go. I can't just go to the Y and play pickup basketball or just go play, like, crazy stuff like I used – like I am now. He's like, but golf's something you can play when you're old. He's like, yeah. you, that competitiveness in you is – your physical ability might go away, but your competitiveness is not going to go away. He said, you're going to be a massive golfer one day. And Dude, I, I'm so competitive. I'll get mad. Like, me, Jackson, Connor, Alec, those guys will go and, and – for the most part, like I'll, I'll I'll keep up with like Alec sometimes Connor, but ne- never Jackson. And then I'll start doing really bad. And there was one time where I could not hit my driver. I swung, I hit it, and then I got so mad it threw my driver in the woods. That that's how competitive I was getting because all these other guys are just hitting balls like straight, and I couldn't hit it. And I was like, I don't even need this, so I just threw it in the woods. I was like I'm done. And <laughs> that the game gets to you, dude. Like when you see everyone doing good around you, 
and you can't hit the freaking ball, you just you want to quit. I mean, we went to Hilton Head, and on one course, I quit after after twelve holes because I couldn't hit the ball anymore, and I was like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm drinking beer. I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. Well, we'll definitely, that's how bad it, it gets in your head. Once you get in your head, too, you're done for the day. Well, we'll definitely make, be sure we do something. And I'm, that damn sports podcast is definitely taking on that Hooters next year. Um, next April, yeah. sports podcast, when we're all graduated, we are taking on that Hooters. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. it's a time. I, I had a good time when I was like 12, 13. So at 22 years of age, I think I'm going to have a <laughs> But anyway, all right. So another big thing, today is also the last day of the regular season for the NBA. Um, so we are going to cover what <laughs> likely are going to be the matchup for the, for the play-in tournament and, and, and what's coming up in the NBA. But we have a guest that's going to join us because he's one of our good friends. Um, he is very well-versed in the NBA world. Um, so I'd be interested to get some of his takes on what's going on in the league right now. His name is Nikki Manikovic, and we're about to let him in here real quick. So we're going to get Nikki on and, and really break down some, some of the recent stuff that's been going on in the NBA. All right, so we got Nikki, our friend Nikki. We already kind of introduced you, Nikki. Um, like we said, NBA guy. He literally, like Mikey, just when we were just talking off the air, he literally just got back from an NBA basketball game. He was just at the Hornets game. He's a big Hornets fan. I guess the, before, because the podcast knows our opinions, who we think are the favorites. I'm Miami. I think, Mikey, you said your favorite is Brooklyn. Yeah, we, we got we to win our play-in, so it's kind of it's stressing me out. So, Nikki, I'm just real quickly curious. Because they don't know yours. Who is your favorite thus far? I'm, I'm like, who do you think is the shoe in? Um, I think I'm going to say it's either between. Honestly, Phoenix is the easy answer. Right. But they're, they're pretty liable to throw it. But they look like way too strong of a team this year to not win it. Yeah. Team, they're too stout. They're just really well rounded. And now a lot of those players that didn't have playoff experience last year played in the finals last year. And I don't think they're going to throw like that. They should have won last year, honestly. They had it in the bag. They just threw it. You could see the inexperience towards those last four games that they threw away, but at Phoenix, I don't. I, there's no reason they shouldn't win. If not, then Miami. But I, I don't agree with the Brooklyn take, honestly. <laughs> they, they kind of threw that chances away. They're showing a lot of inconsist- inconsistency. I just saw this when we were wait, when we were letting you in. Um, Victor Oladipo, he just dropped forty points tonight. Um, so that's a great boost. Hope, hopefully, if you got you guys, you got to come back too. He had 40 tonight, which he, he hadn't been doing the best. So, but we like I said, I've talked a lot about Miami, so we won't talk Miami too much. Um, so, Nikki, I guess we'll go with this one. Also, since you're a Hornets fan, this is right up your alley. They made the plan. I know you already got tickets to it and everything. Yeah, yeah. How, what is your confidence level going into playing Atlanta in that first game? Uh, you're a 50-50. I agree. I think that game's a toss-up. I mean, any any Hornets game. Here's the thing about the Hornets: when you look at them, it's hard to talk about them. And I always say they're probably the worst team you could ever sports bet on, because they're the most inconsistent team. Because yeah. you could you could have a night where earlier this week we played Chicago, and we had our best field goal shooting percentage in our team's history. We went 15 for 16 from the start of the game. We were th- we were beating them by 40 by the third quarter, and then. We go today, and we had – until the last five minutes, if you watch the Wizards game today, it was like a two-point game the whole time. Playing all our starters, too. Not, it was not like we were resting anyone. Same thing with we go on a win streak versus we beat the Bucks twice, we lose to the Pistons the same week. It's, who show, it's, it's whatever team shows up. It's whatever. <laughs> I think Charlotte's biggest issue they've had for years – I mean, this goes back to the Bobcat days. For years, their biggest issue is they, they have the guard talent now to be yeah, able to – 
They never – they need a dominant big man. They never can – Never one. had one. They if need you think about the last time we made it to, the, like, the playoffs as, like, a serious team, it was with Al Jefferson. And that was, like, our last – our only good – our only good center. Wow, that was a long time ago. Mason Pumley is a bum. He sucks. I mean, Cody Zeller had him for the longest. Bismack Biombo. I mean, it's like – Everyone thought Cody Zeller was good, too. I remember that. Pumley's actually – I think today I had, like, a realization that – and we might have just gotten worse. <laughs> Even with Lamelo, he gets booed at the game more than he gets cheered on. He, he scores, people start booing him. No, Plumley, Plumley, Plumley. Oh, I was about to say. Oh no, Jesus Christ! No, Lamelo is a hero. It's about to say. A hero here, um, but it's- well, okay, so we we've kind of we're looking at it, and and the playoff. First of all, what are your thoughts on the plan? Because I mean, me and Mikey were were talking about this before the show. It's like you know. 20 to 30 teams are getting in, and I get why they're doing it. They're doing it for, for views. They're doing it for excitement. More money. But, like, this year, make, like, if you look at the Eastern Conference this year, the Hornets finishes a 10 seed, but they were 42 and 39 to end the season. That's, yeah. that's the – I think I saw a statistic earlier. It's a 56%, like, one, like a win percentage, like .562 or something. And someone saw – I saw a statistic saying that – they tried to see the last time a 10 seed had that like win percentage and it was never in the books and saying eight of eight out of the last 16 years, that would have been a top six team in 2004. It would have been a top four team in the NBA. That's a 10 seed now. Well, the East is loaded this year. The East is loaded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just because the game, the game, the way the games change now. I mean, there's, there's more better teams and more, more awful teams, but, but you, look at the, you look at the West and you're like, Oh, the plan, the West almost makes the plan not seem like it makes sense because like the, the Spurs are good. They're all right, but they're 30-something, 32-win team? 34. 34, 34. I mean, the Lakers are fighting for the last spot, and they're like 14 games under 500. Yeah, what are your, th- what are your thoughts on the Lakers as well, too? Because I have very, I have very vocal thoughts on this. but they suck. They're terrible, and I'm so happy they're out. I, um, I think I, that was like the biggest disappointment in NBA history. I, I saw that coming. Like, you, I mean, you got like, – as soon as they signed Russell Westbrook, too. I was like, there's no way that works out. No. no. Russell Westbrook with James Harden and Kevin Durant, they couldn't get it done. I think Russell Westbrook – Now he's older and he can't even shoot. What do you, what do you think he's going to do? I think Russell Westbrook deserves an apology to a degree because he got sold to come to L.A. on the idea of playing with AD, playing with LeBron, playing with these people. And the Lakers couldn't stay healthy. But I'll tell you what, Russell Westbrook was there. He was consistently able to play, was consistently on the floor. AD – I mean, and not, right. I'm not say it's AD's fault that he got hurt, but I'm just saying – you can't all blame this on Russell Westbrook. That that Lakers team was no, but never you, healthy all year. And Russell Westbrook, I understand he had his struggles, but you could see no. that how empty that team was, man. They were that was a washed team, and and it's giving me fears of like because I'm like as a basketball fan, honestly, I'm like I would say I'm more of a basketball fan. Well, I'm more of a Hornets fan than a basketball fan, but the Hornets have had no success in my whole entire life, so I just like basketball in general, and it makes me sad to see LeBron's like prime ending. And this year is like the first like true decline. Even though he had like the scoring title, he's sitting out games. It's like at the end of the season, I, I thought that was an April Fool's joke. That tweet of him saying he was out for the season. I don't know. You guys saw that tweet. Yeah. Said I'm out for the season. Uh, like blah blah blah. And it, it was on April Fools. Yeah. He did. He did not play a game after that. Yeah. Which that just. I mean, it just speaks to LeBron's character. As soon as they get out, he's done for the season. I mean, if yeah. Well, they were not out at the time. They were not out at the time. We can blame LeBron, the GM. We cannot blame LeBron, the player. The LeBron player showed up this year. Yeah, hundred. I mean, no, I no, I agree. But I mean, when you sign Anthony Davis, you have to know that. And this goes back to what I've been saying about players. 
I can understand that team doing what Brooklyn did this year, which Brooklyn underachieved, and they kind of did the same. They had a bunch of old heads as well, but they still made it as an eight seed. They still were way more dysfunctional. I, I mean, James Harden, Kyrie sitting out a half the season, Kevin well, Durant being injured half the season. I mean, but speaking to Anthony Davis, when you sign a guy like him, I, I know you have to because how good he is, but he's always hurt. He's always hurt. You just have to look at that and be like, I mean, we can't rely on Anthony Davis. If he's there for half the season, that's great. But I think you should aim for he probably won't play half the season because he's going to be hurt. I just and think Westbrook got a little too much heat. Because I, but, I mean, I understand he struggled. And there, I mean, no, yeah. The Lakers are just a, it's just a really big disappointment because at the start of the season you have everyone saying, like, who's going to beat this team? This, I mean, like, um, was it Kendrick Perkins that said they think that he'd get under, under, 10, like, under 10 losses? Yeah. Yeah. Like all that shit. And now what are they? 45 loss team? Yeah. And, and didn't even make the play in. I mean. Not even close. Not even close. So They were 32 and 49. You have a 10-team playoff, and you didn't even make it in. That's Yeah, sad. and that's back to your point about against San Antonio, they were 34 and 47. Yeah, they should – dude, that's why I don't that, like the That play. makes an argument against the plan. A team that's 34 and 47 has a chance to make the playoffs. I, I think if you have a losing record, you should not have a chance to make the playoffs. You just should. You have a losing record, you're, you don't deserve to get it. There's been years, though, where we're like the 8th seed and the ninth seed. Like, the Hornets have been 10 seed for three years in a row now. Uh, <laughs> and – but, like, two of those seasons, we were – this is our first winning record, but we finished 41-41, like, three of, like, the last five years. And we, we've got nine, ten seed, nine, ten seed. And the seed above us is, like, one more win. So it kind of lingers around there. The, I think the Western Conference just had, like – there's just such a big drop-off once you get out of, like, Minnesota. I think that's where it drops I'll off. tell you what will make me hate the plan. I'll tell you exactly what will make me hate the plan really badly. If my Miami Heat are having the best season – I've ex- regular season, I've experienced as a Heat fan. Now, I know we had years with LeBron, but the regular seasons weren't that spectacular. Um, this is like the best season I've, and I've been really invested this year. I bought league pass. I've watched every game. Like I'm super invested in this team. The Brooklyn Nets are the seventh seed. So in a normal format, they should be playing the Bucks. If the yeah. freaking Nets somehow play us in the first round. And we beat you. Say you beat us. And of all years, that's just the, of course, Brooklyn's the class to play. I'm going to be furious. I'm, I'm going to be so happy. Brooklyn I'm going to be on here dancing. Brooklyn finished eight seed today. Your oh, best okay. Yeah, your best. Well, never mind. I love the plan. So, if you're, if you're talking about Eastern Conference plan uh, scenarios as a Hornets fan, if we win that Hawks game, I would rather play Cleveland. Oh, I want yeah. them to win that game. I want Brooklyn to win that. Game. Wait, Nikki, you said we fit, we lost today, so we finished as the eighth seed. Is that what you said? You guys won today. Um, no, the, all the standings stay the same. Because oh, no, you guys, are you guys might be seven next year. Yeah, yeah, we are seven. So that's what Austin's saying. That's fine. Yeah, that's, I hate the plan. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to lose that game. I hope to God not. I, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. The Nets are so inconsistent. It's, it's, it's insane. I just and, think uh, – I think – that's tough, man. If you're Brooklyn, yeah, I wouldn't want to play – I wouldn't – because here's the thing. I honestly, realistically, if I was Brooklyn, I'd rather want to play – I'd want to play Miami rather than Milwaukee. I just would not want to play Milwaukee in the first freaking round. Well, Austin, I'll give you one thing. If the Hornets make it out as an eight seed, we're getting swept 4-0 by the Heat. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. Wait, that's yeah. easy, because then we're we're like what four or five and zero against you guys this year. Four and zero this year. Yeah, four yeah, yeah. But that's it, watch out for those goals, it man. Be, it should be three and one. It should be three and one because Ow. there was a game where they didn't review uh, Kyle Lowry's foot on the line, and they called it a three, and that shot sent it to overtime, double overtime, there, and, they reviewed it, and it was a two. And all the NBA said to us was, "We're sorry." 
<laughs> no, and you know what sucks about that? That one game, what if, we would be a seven seed today. Yeah. That's how close the Eastern Conference play in say That, that, pace, that is crazy. When we were saying that at the game, people were watching the uh, Nets game on their phone yeah. uh, all day because the Hawks game was a blowout and the Cavs-Bucks game, Jesus Christ. That was yeah, disgusting. We were in- they didn't review that. I thought they, I thought they had to review it. No, it was, it was disturbing, honestly. And, um, but the Nets almost blew it today against the Pacers. And there was a point where the game was really close. Cool. They kept on killing the score at the Hornets game on the Jumbotron. They, they cut from the game, cut to the Nets score. The game, Nets score. And everyone's just sitting there praying. Praying to God. Because with that Nets loss today, this is, how close it, this is put into perspective how close this 7-10 to 10 seed was in the Eastern Conference. Was if the Nets lost today... No matter what the result of the Hawks game was, if they beat Houston, the Hawks were doomed to 10 seed. And the, at that point, I think the Cavs were up by like 40. So that was, they would have locked seven seed if the Nets lost. The Nets lost, we would have jumped up to seven seed. But because they won, we stayed at 10. Jeez. All that, that, that is nuts. That's how close that this conference is. It's yeah. loaded. It's now, loaded. Nikki, if you had to pick, one team that maybe isn't a favorite. So, obviously, we're not going to say Miami. We're not going to say Phoenix, like Milwaukee. You're going to pick one of those teams that's kind of in the middle of the pack, maybe a playing team that can maybe get through the first round, maybe make some noise, maybe win a series or two. Who, who is a team that, that you think is one that could make a splash come playoff time? You know, I think that whichever team – I don't know the standings you're looking at right now. I think, did the Warriors finish third? I think yeah. they finished Yeah, they did. They, they're playing Denver. They're playing Denver. You know – I, they have not looked good re- in recent times. I they think haven't had Curry, though. I think the Warriors going to crash out, but the thing is I don't think Denver has been looking all that great either. That's kind of like a weird series, two teams that are off form. But in the play in there, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Minnesota. Mm. If they're a sleeper team. Um, Minnesota? Anthony Edwards is, is, is balling. Carl Anthony Edwards is a baller, and I hate that. I love him as a player, and I hate that whenever I look on, like, media – it's such a comparison between him and Lamo, and I wish people would just look at them as two different, like, great players. Yeah. Because they're so different. Anthony's like a scorer, but he's a great player. Like, he's really good. And you got to remember, they have Cat, too. They literally have – we wish the Hornets had. They have a center. Um, my, team yeah. is, my team is actually the team playing Minnesota, and that's the Clippers. I think Clippers. the Clippers could really make some noise. I, now, like, Mikey thinks that there's a chance Kawhi could come back because he did have his surgery back in July. Yeah. No, they said he could be back in uh, playoff time. Yeah. Ben, ben Simmons is cleared for the playoffs, by the way. I just yeah. Which is huge. I don't, know how huge. I don't know how huge that is, throwing Ben Simmons of all people in. But we'll, let's come. Yes, man. I'm telling you. But go, go ahead. Sorry. Tell the Clippers. If Kawhi can come back and be a form, man, that's a dangerous team because Paul George right now is balling. He's cooking. You know who's another sleeper team? The Celtics, man. See, I can't, I can't get on, I can't get on board, man. When your two best players are, and I love Jalen Tatum, unbelievable. Jalen Brown, unbelievable. When you got to rely on like two, you have to have that dominant big man. Like two teams that have been informed, though. Well, you guys are sleeping on one team, and that, and that's the Seventy Sixers. I know I talked shit about them early on, but like Embiid is that man's playing on an MVP level. I would not want to play the Seventy Sixers in the playoffs. Yeah. I would – I mean, I'm just saying, like, he did it on a pair. And then, you got ja- and then you got James Harden to go He's along with it to play ISO ball. I mean, I would, I would not want to play the 76ers. Uh, Here's the thing. The Mavericks, too, because the Jazz yeah, – just- All the Mavericks have is Luka, man. I'm like, who else do they really have? They have some decent depth on that team. They have depth, but they also don't have – I mean, okay. 
Maxi come, Carter, come playoff time, I, I, I say this regularly. You, there's two things that matter the most. One, defense. If, you, if your team is bad defensively, you're not going to win a, a seven-game series. It's not going to happen. And depth. If you don't have depth and you don't have a solid – you don't have to rotate eight or nine, but if you don't have eight or nine guys that can rotate, that can play, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get very far. That's why if you look at these teams that are atop the standings right now, you look at – okay, I mean, I, I'm just being honest. Even though I'm a fan, I'm being honest. You look at the Heat. You look at the Suns. You look at Milwaukee. You look at these teams. One thing they all have in common is they got deep rotations. I mean, Miami's got to bench guys that were starting for us in the middle of the year. Victor Oladipo might not even play come playoff time. You got to have that depth, and you got to you got to. Well, Miami. That's why I like Miami because the Hornets can't break them, and that's why I wish the Hornets finished seven eight seed because our best bet at getting a playoff series anywhere is versus the Bucks, and I have more confidence on the Hornets versus the Bucks than I do versus the Heat. Yes, Heat are locked down. Awesome. If I'm being honest, I mean, I think the only team that has a shot in the East to beat Miami is Milwaukee. I mean, that's like the only team, like maybe the 76ers, maybe, but it, it, if all you guys legitimately have to do to go reach this, reach the uh, championship is beat Milwaukee. That's, like the that, that's it. Nuts. I don't think anyone else is going to cause an issue. That's well, Milwaukee might be doomed to a Nets matchup. So. Here's the thing about Milwaukee that's weird, okay? They do scare me a lot. I don't. I don't. It mostly, there's not really. There's there's three guys that scare me. It's their big three. Drew Holiday. There's something about him. I hate playing against him. He's a good defender. I hate Giannis, obviously, because I mean he's the best player in the world, in my opinion. And then Chris Middleton, man, he he could just explode for fifty one night out of nowhere. Yeah. Milwaukee scared me. Now here's one thing too, though. One, Milwaukee was very lucky. They were an inch away from Kevin Durant sending them home last year. Yeah, I know. Legitimately an inch away because Kevin Durant's big. Fr- I don't, dude. I remember watching that. I think I was in Nashville, and Kevin Durant goes for that fadeaway three, and he hits it, and everyone's going crazy to think we won. And they review it. They like zoom in, and his like big toe was on the line. No, yeah, they they should have done that for the Hornets, man. Dude, that's what makes it so mad. We look at Brooklyn now. Brooklyn was an inch away from going to the finals. An hold inch. On. Well, hold on. With Milwaukee. If they lose, if like they could have easily lost in Brooklyn off that off that fadeaway three you're talking about, and they everybody like people always talk about Milwaukee sweeping Miami last year. Miami had a two month off season, two month off season, because of the they they made it all the way to the finals in the bubble and then they had the they advanced and we're coming playoff time. I don't know, uh, but I will also say Milwaukee is a scary team. Um, I. Part of me, honestly, deep down, thinks they're the favorite in the East. I kind of would pick them if I had to put my life on the line. Um, but I guess we'll see. The, the, I, I am very, very excited for this, for this playoffs. Uh, it's going to be very uh, fun. Nikki, what, so you're going to be in Charlotte for that playing game? No, it's in Atlanta. I have the tickets right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm kind of like wishy-washy. I bought them just immediately because I was like, they were $30. You got to go, especially if you win. You're going to regret it if you guys win mm-hmm. and you didn't go. Yeah, I also don't want to see Trey Young bow right in front of me. I hate Trey Young, dude. I hate Trey. That's so funny <laughs> I say that because there's a video on Twitter about these Yankees fans in their stadium, and they're just chanting, fuck Trey Young. Oh, he's hated in New York. Man. And the quote is, what did Trey Young do to these Yankees fans? And I'm a Yankee fan, and I just hate Trey Young. Well, I don't know. Well, I just think a Yankee fan, you just hate Trey Young. Well, Nikki, you remember, because I was actually – I think I was at Trey's house with you guys when he destroyed the Knicks last year. Yeah. Um, in the playoffs, that's where New York Trey Young has two home courts, the only player in the league. Madison yeah, Square because Trey Young, whenever he comes to Madison Square Garden, he not only destroys the Knicks, 
But then he also lets them know he owns them. Like he does, he flaunts it. I mean, he lets <laughs> all of New, New York. Dude, honestly, realistically, if Trey Young walked around the city of New York, he might he, actually he get he get killed. I no, think he might actually die. They genuinely hate safe there. He can never go there, like for vacation. It's sad, dude. He can't go to his own home. That's the crazy thing. It's so ugly, too, though, man. Like, <laughs> he, can't, he can't go home. He's so ugly. Mikey, what does that have to do with anything? Dirty I, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. Like, it just lollipop that you rolled on a dirty carpet. It's like, even if he was a nice guy, it's still hard to like him because he's so ugly. And I guess that's mean to say, that. but God, yeah. he's got a bunch of money. He can fix his hair. Come Obviously, we, have, we know Mikey's answer. Nikki, yeah, I have mine. I'm curious yours. What's, like, that one guy in the NBA you just look at? And you just instantly want to punch him in the face. Like you just hate him. Yeah, I want to punch him in the face. Makes mine, sense. mine is Brooks Lopez. I look at Brooks Lopez and I want, to, I want to Falcon punch him. Like you're talking like, Fine. like no context behind it. Like yeah, no context. Yeah. Look at him and it's like I hate you. Mine is 100 percent Brooks. Lopez. I would say like with context, Mason Plumlee. I would beat Shell. I don't care how nice he is. Listen, I, I pride my, I tell myself that I'm the reason Cody's are left because I was at a game last year. We were getting 30 piece by the Heat. It was dead silent in the arena, and Cody Zeller is right there. And I tell him, I say, fuck your sock drive. Get out of Charlotte. And then he got, he got traded that year. No, she's really? Like, yep. <laughs> he got waved. Mine's Brooks Lopez. I don't know why. I just look at Brooks Lopez, and I'm like, dude, you suck. Like, there's just something about you that makes me really want to punch him in the face. Austin, I'm surprised you didn't say your boy uh, for me to hit. Tyler Hero. God, I want to. Yeah, dude. Also, you talk him in right in the jaw. Kind of just has like a like he's a great player, but Jesus Christ! Something I think it's the cockiness that Trey Young and Tyler Hero has. That's just, yeah. I just I just oh, hate. come on, Tyler I just Trey hate. Young. Like I remember when you guys were in the bubble and he did like that smirk with his mouth and he thought he was the shit and he was talking all this shit. I was like, he was dude, a nineteen year old. He was a nineteen year old dropping thirty seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, just be humble and don't don't be a prick about it. Like, come Mike on, dropping thirty seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, Mikey. I'm sure you'd be the most humble person in that room. <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, I'm just saying. I think it's the cognizance between between Tyler Hero and Trey Young that just makes me want to hit him. But again, I mean, I, that's why they do it, though. I'm very he passionate about so Tyler Hero. And it's cancer because. or freedom. That's who, that's my guy. And his freedom, dude. He just really angers me. <laughs> I'm like, very he, passionate. Also, about- Grayson, Grayson, um, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Yeah, yeah Grayson Allen. That, yeah, I, I, I would punch the hell out of him, dude. That guy, I hate that guy. Oh, he has a big ass nose, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a dirty freaking player. Like, I would just, mm, I'd kill him. I'd kill that guy. I wouldn't kill him, but I'd hit him. I'd hit him on his jaw. That was a little aggressive. Not on the internet. <laughs> my, my, I'm very passionate about Tyler Hero in the sense of, you know, after last year when he struggled a little bit after the great year in bubble, I was like, dude, Tyler Hero sucks. He's so overrated. Oh, bubble boy, bubble guppy. That's all everybody kept saying. And now he is the obvious front runner for six man of the year. Dropped uh, yeah, he's, 21 he's, points he's, a game. Yeah, he's, I'll just go back to why isn't he starting if he's that good? Mikey, that's not how basketball works, Mikey. That's just yeah. not how it works. I just like say that to piss you off. Have you never have you never seen Lou, did you never see Lou Williams play for the last ten years? <laughs> Lou Williams, <laughs> some of those Clippers teams, Lou Williams was definitely one of the best players on the team, but he just oh, yeah. not one of I, I just hate Tyler Hero. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I did tell you why, but I, I can't get behind that guy. Hate I think him. it's because you guys are very similar. I, I don't think that's true at all. You typically hate people that are like you. And uh, I think that's you, Mikey. I think you and Tyler Hero, you even look alike. Nick, tell me Mikey doesn't look like Tyler Hero. I don't look like Tell Tyler. me he doesn't look a little bit like Tyler Hero. Maybe a wee bit, but not that much. 
Anyway, well, that was kind of just a random ramble of the NBA, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Nikki? We've been rambling all night, man. Yeah, this is bit. That's what podcasts are, man. You gotta have a little conversation. It's weird, man. This and this playoff is like such a hit or miss. Why? It's. I think this is the most up in the air playoffs. Like the most. I think this is the most like contested, competitive year of the NBA. That well, I've seen you can really look around. You can make a compelling case for a lot of these teams. So that's, yeah, that's why, what I'm saying. I it's, a, it's up there, man. It could be anyone. Yeah, and I had a feeling that's how this segment was gonna go. It was gonna be just a lot of just like bouncing back and forth because there's just so much to cover in a short time. Really good series. I mean, I, I guess for the West, I could. The West, I can only see like two teams, maybe three. Phoenix, Phoenix. Golden State, Phoenix. Phoenix has got to come out the West, man. Um, Phoenix, Golden State, and I don't know, maybe Dallas, and then maybe if Kawhi comes back, the Clippers, maybe. But like, I don't. I'm not seeing Denver, Memphis, or Minnesota. Like, I'm not seeing those bottom half teams. That's crazy about Memphis because they're the two seed. But I'm with you. I, there's something about them I just can't get on board with. I, I don't. I don't trust Memphis, man. I, I don't. I know they had a really good season. Their but, whole record without Jaw too is a little sketchy. Yeah, they were doing really well without him. I think they they how many games did they win in a like they won they won like a lot of games without twenty and two without him or something. Yeah, I was about to, I thought it was in the twenties. I don't know wrong, but they won a lot of games without him. Which is, I don't know how they did that. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a very interesting playoffs. It starts the plans start on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm saying first round for I know the at least the Heat play on the seventeenth. So I'm assuming a lot of other teams are gonna start on the seventeenth. So a week from today. Um, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday are the games. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun one. I cannot wait. Nikki, thank you for hopping on with us, dude. We appreciate you. We'll get you on soon, especially come playoff time. Um, we'll have, yeah. sure have That's if the Hornets win. Okay, yeah, that's a promise. If the Hornets make it to a series, like they win both their playing games, you're on. We're coming. Yeah. We're going I'm, to the house. I'm not, I'm not going to trash talk you at all. I expect the 403. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Nikki, we appreciate you, brother, and uh, we'll be sure to get you on soon. All right. Peace. I'll talk to you, boys. See you, man. Yeah, dude. Love Nikki. I knew that segment was going to kind of just be a ramble. This whole episode is a little bit, but at the same time, I talked to my dad. That's what you need. I talked to my dad, and he was like, you know, don't be afraid to just talk about stuff. Just don't be afraid to just talk. And I think that's a good thing about our podcast is we're able to do that little balance of, you know, we'll give you some good good professional stuff, but then, you know, we'll have a little fun. Especially when there's not that much stuff going on that, like, we can't report on. Like, oh, my God, breaking news. What do we feel about this? When it's just like kind of like dead, that's when you go in and just shoot the shit on a podcast. Right. And um, which was good. I mean, we got to shoot the shit about the Masters. There's some funny shit in there. Then obviously we talked a little serious about the NBA and then it kind of got off to like, who the hell do we hate the most? <laughs> good. And people are like, yeah, fuck Trey Young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trey Young. I don't hate that guy. No, I don't, I don't really hate him, to be honest. The summer's cut fast approaching. Um, so a lot of stuff's going to be happening in the summer because we're all going to be in the same hometown. We're going to be together. It's going to be really good. Uh, this podcast is, is – man, I love the numbers we're getting. Uh, we're actually gr- steadily growing, so it's really it's really cool to see. Um, the next episode, we are going to break down a little bit. Uh, we're going to dabble in – we're going to talk about the playoffs because the NBA playoffs will be kicking off, um, and we'll, we'll break in down what happened in the play-in. Um, and then we're also going to talk about – got to get a little college football action going. Um, we yeah, have with everything Davos – did you see what Davos said? Not to cut you off. No. About, like – he was about here. We want to charge Dabo. I'm down for that all day. I mean, yeah, he came out and he basically said, because you know how he doesn't like play, uh, players getting paid and all that. Basically said, like, the FCS is just going to break off from, like, college football, make their own division. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, been talking, he's been talking bad about players getting paid. And I really think Clemson's on, on the downfall right now. I mean, Dabo coming out and saying all this stuff. And, you know, with them only 10 wins last year and still starting DJ, who I, who I don't think is going to be good. I mean, looking at Clemson, man, 
don't know, man. You did okay. I, I I don't know, and I don't want to say too much because being a Gamecock fan, we're quick to do that. Um, so I won't say they're down. And, and I, honestly, to be honest with you, man, even though I, I love what Shane Beamer is doing at USC, I love the the energy. This is like the most energized I felt about a, about a, our program in a long time. I will say Clemson is definitely in a better position than we are right now, at least. Um, well, so, so I get what you're saying. I hate Dabo Sweeney. I think he is a big phony. I think he's fake. He is a phony, dude. He's such a phony. He's he's fake about something. They are like the weirdest fan. And, you know, okay, we're not going to talk too much because we're two Gamecock fans, so this isn't a little fair to David and to Clemson fans listening. But, dude, they are one of the most cringiest fan base of all time. Like, he, do you remember when he said BYOG? Everyone else in the country is like, dude, that's so stupid. That is like, it made me like a weird dude. Like he, if he wasn't a football coach and I heard him talk, like just as a, like a random person, like, dude, you're one creepy dude. It's not just, it's not just David, which don't get me wrong. He's like the the ringleader of it all. Everything they like. like Clemson's like a cult. Dude, they were like, BYOG, they're like, dude, that was so cool. Let's make t-shirts, BYOG. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They had like, they were on college game day and all their friend, fans are like dabbing. I'm like, do you not like, and they're all like, dude, that's so cool. I'm like, what? Dude, like, they're weird down there. Yeah, like, they, little... they are weird. And when I say they're going to have a down year, a down year for them. Not like, I'm not saying they're, they're probably going to win nine, 10 games, but Look at their strength of their schedule. In the ACC, they're going to probably win the ACC, probably run the table. I don't know. NC State's still there. I don't – I'm not a believer in NC State. I mean, David covered that a few episodes back. I, I don't understand that whole hype. But, anyway, I think Clemson will probably – because of their, how terrible that conference is. It's the worst right. conference in college football. It is so bad because of how bad that conference is. They're probably going to end up running the table because they are pretty – they are a good team. I'm not going to say they're a bad team. They're going to end up running the table. And I will not be surprised to see Clemson in the playoff now. Uh, I don't agree with that. They're not. I think Clemson the playoff runs into a Georgia Alabama, and I think they get curb stomped. But I don't think they get in the playoffs. I don't. We'll talk. We'll talk more about college football in our next one. I do want to say one thing. I'm not because it just came to my mind. Imagine, Mikey, like you're like an alien, right? You're not from Earth, and you come down, and your first experience is a Clemson football game. But you don't even know what football is. You don't know anything about Clemson. You know nothing. And you get there like third, like like a couple minutes before kickoff, and all you see are these random people, like these in helmets or whatever, in this nasty orange color, rubbing a rock, like just just like freaking just full on groping this rock, and then running down a hill. You're probably like, dude, these guys are freaking weird. <laughs> it's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. To be fair, to be fair, I don't know which one's worse: us chanting on a chicken that's in a cage when we're at our stadium. <laughs> Okay. Or rubbing a rock. I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying, from, from Dude, all the outside perspectives, if I didn't know what was going on, I'd be like, these guys are weird anyway. But I do think the chicken in the cage is cooler than rubbing a, a stupid rock. But. Rub a rock, and then you skip down a hill, like like you're in kindergarten, skipping down a hill. I'm just – I don't know. I don't know, man. And it's Clemson thing. is full of weirdos. That's what it is. I have, a, I have, I have a lot of friends in Clemson. I'm not gonna I mean, I do too, but I think the fan base for, the most, for the most part, they're, we, they're weirdos. I think the fan base itself is just odd. A lot of things they love and they, like, hold on to and they're so excited about it. It's just like, what? But 
come from a Gamecock fan, I'll tell you this, Mikey, we can't say too much because they got – Couple national championships and we ain't got nothing. Up, so, and, and if you talk about USC, okay, Clemson might be weirdest, but we're a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't pick or choose, man. I, if, it's not that much better down down here. Uh, we gotta find something to hit on them. But, I mean, the last time we those weird. I mean, now I will say this: even though you beat us three, thirty to zero last time you played us, and you got a couple national championships, and your program's more successful than ours. Still weird, dude. I don't care. You're still weird. <laughs> Kanye West is what I'm telling you, this is going to be one of the – we're going to put out this portion of our podcast, and no one's going to listen to any other part but this, just talk, us talking bad about Clemson. Oh, dude, those and we're going to get every Clemson fan be like, dude, like, oh. shut up. Like, you're calling us weird because you're, because you're jealous of us. And it's like, dude, like, I get it. You guys are successful. You guys are good. But, like, you guys are just a little weird. Just own up to it. You guys yeah, are – Okay, if you want to talk football, like, just strictly football, Yeah. Obviously, I'm a little jealous. To be honest with you, I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm a little jealous. I wish my team was good, but yeah, screw it. Oh well. Am I jealous of the throw-up colored orange and purple that you wear? Not necessarily. Am I jealous that you rub a rock and skip down a hill? No. Are you weird? You might be good at football. You're still you're weird, weird, man. Your coach is like a leader of a cult. <laughs> Kanye like, West. He is. Kanye West is one of the best rappers of all time. Doesn't make him not weird. Just saying, dude. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I would not be surprised if Coach Dabo Sweeney, when the whole football team takes, like, a player's trip or whatever, they have a little island and they practice their cult rituals on that island. Well, I'm just being serious. I could see it. They probably sacrifice a walk on once a year. <laughs> we never hear from him again, and that's why. I'm telling you, dude, they, there's some stuff in, in uh, Clemson, South Carolina, that we don't know about. These guys are weird. And it all goes back to Dabo Sweeney. I, th- I don't think Clemson was weird before Dabo got there. They always say this thing. They always like, there's something about, there's something in those hills. Talking about Clemson. I'm like, yeah, you're damn right. There's probably some dead bodies in those hills. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's probably some dead bodies in those hills. Dude, yeah. I mean, come on now. All right, we'll stop. This is the Gamecock fan. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're mad right now. I don't care. This is our podcast. David's not here. We can talk about whatever we want. If you don't like it, get out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about, this is all we can talk bad about Clemson for because football, I can't say a, a word. So, yeah, you don't like it? Shut up. I don't care. Um, anyway, wait till this season. We'll only lose by two touchdowns this time. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. So suck it. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. So appreciate you listening. Um, we will catch you guys back next week. Uh, like I said, cover some playing stuff, some more of the NBA playoffs. Uh, I got a college football segment I want to do. Um, hopefully, I have David back on. I think we will. So, but we appreciate y'all listening. Like I said, you can catch all our previous episodes on all your sharing platforms, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also catch us now. Watch the watch the video of the podcast on YouTube, um, and find us on all social media platforms. That is Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and why am I forgetting one? And Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and TikTok YouTube. at that damn sports podcast. YouTube. yeah, and YouTube at that damn, damn sports podcast. D A M. Um, we appreciate y'all listening, um, and we cannot wait to get to see y'all again next week. All right. Peace. Peace.